right, gang, we are here for a very special bonus show, a show we do hopefully once a month, but sometimes, sometimes we get delayed. Uh, but this month is our, this is our Patreon Nittany level episode where one of our Nittany level patrons for measly 50 smackers a month, you too can get in the queue to produce your own bonus episode of this program. This is going live for the old patrons. They will get access to it early and this will probably be up. Yeah. If you're listening, if you're a freeloader, so to speak, you're probably hearing this on the network feed, probably on Saturday, something like that. Not going to get a premium time slot. Come on for free, but Maurice, Maurice Jones is our Patreon level producer. And before I tell you what he's having us do today, I got a couple fellas here. One of them, you know what? I, I feel like Rico gets the short staffed. I'm probably always introducing the, the, the supposed, you know, not supposed, the actual co-founders of Lions of Liberty first. We're, we're going we're gonna to put you to the side. Rico, it's been a while since you've been on a, a, a prime Lions <laughs> Liberty network spot. I think um, my last one was probably Your mic day probably three. Be a higher too. Nope. Day three of the uh, Liberty draft, which was probably four years ago. So I'm still finalizing my team name. Are are you in classic style eating dinner while we just do this podcast? Well, I was. I thought I'd get it done. I had to call a client and she wouldn't shut up. So it was like 40 minutes. And then I was like, fuck. What a bitch. People that pay money. So how about about you go on mute for a few minutes, finish your meal. I'll talk oh, it's going to take me a while. I can talk between bites. And okay. We'll try to get your mic a little closer. That's all I'm asking, really, at the end of the day. Um, hopefully anyway. hopefully, Rico's uh, client texted him back and <laughs> said, you suck, lawyer, because that's, uh, that's the best feedback Rico That gets. did happen, as you know. <laughs> she did actually just know. text me back one more question. I'm like, you just talked to me for 40 fucking minutes. You have another question. For those that might be new to the old Lions Liberty Network, Rico here goes way back with all of us. He is our first lawyer and our only lawyer. And when we need legal advice, we, well, we don't ask him if it's real, but if we don't actually need legal advice, then we ask him in that case. Uh, a star of many past shows, including the semi-defunct, because it's been hard to schedule, but the soon-to-return Conspiracy Corner, Degenerate Gamblers, all these shows that the, the Patreon Pride, the Lions Pride, is so familiar with. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know what happened, Rico. I think once COVID hit, it's just Rico seemed less important. <laughs> oh, that's nice of you. <laughs> in the fairness a lot it's time, it's time to drop to people from your life COVID hits you gotta reevaluate your priorities like well I can drop this guy out of my life he's a fucking dick That's true we don't need to go that far just yet um, but anyway welcome back it's, it's good to have you here also you know him from the program called Finding Freedom he is an actual co-founder of Lions of Liberty he is John Odermatt hello I have not only are, are you ready to roar Brian's not here so I won't get yelled at for asking are you guys ready to roar or what no, no, no. Ready to, uh, ready to I'm, growl. What do, what do, grizz, what do bears do? They don't roar. <laughs> growl. They chomp. They eat. Yeah, they eat people mostly. I so think. Maurice Jones is like, is a honestly, I'm just gonna say right now, he is. This dude is a Patreon of us mega, mega stud. Because not only is he a patron of Lions of Liberty, hosted by all of us in some way, shape, or form, he is also a patron of the Second Print Comics podcast which I co-host with Remzo Martinez. He is also a patron of the Boring Podcast, if I'm correct. Is that, is that true? That's true, yeah. You're like, actually, he just quit. He said he needed to put all his money towards... <laughs> oh, then I, I quit this show. We actually have a 100% <laughs> retention rate of patrons on the Boring that's Podcast. That's pretty good. We're, yeah, that, that's actually better. Than, I mean, it's, it's not that hard to keep two people, but, but, <laughs> it's, it's, but still, that, that's better than second print. It's definitely better than Lions. You know? There is churn in the Patreon world, but one man who does not get churned that is Maurice motherfucker. I always want to say Maurice Jones Drew because I, you know, whenever I hear Maurice and Jones, I hear Drew after it in my, yeah. in my other life, in my past life, if you will. Anyway, Maurice wanted us to review 
a little documentary that I actually saw like 10 years ago, actually. Me too. Called Grizzly Man. Now, he has not elaborated on why. Um, and I don't care why, because he's paying us money. He's not paying us to ask questions. He's paying us to chat on a podcast and drink. By the way, are you guys having any beverages there? I know Rico's eating broccoli. And what, what do you have besides the broccoli? I want to know your full meal, Rico. How do okay. you, what's your secret? Raw broccoli. That's uh, raw that's broccoli. That's terrible for you, man. No, you got to cook that broccoli. Uh, nope. I, I want to hear about why, why raw broccoli is bad for the gut in 10 seconds or less. It's, not, it's bad for the gut. That, so you think about it just like plants, there's you know different, uh, I mean, they're, they're made to not be eaten. Three, so they're like to, to protect two, them to be grown. One, so seconds. it's something with the like in order to break that down. About, Odie? They're made to not be eaten. Yes. Other, other, yeah, because it's, it's, like they would not thrive and uh and pass on and continue to grow joe rogan did an episode on it um like they don't vegetables vegetables are good but as long as you cook them raw vegetables there's actually someone who wrote a book called the salad oh, that kills you someone fucking so, wrote a book so it's true because god knows I, in the history of the world no one who has ever written a book has been wrong but I will say that I, I, I don't I don't abide by that <laughs> advice. I do eat raw vegetables. I had a salad for dinner tonight. But I'm not a psychopath, and I don't eat raw broccoli because that's just crazy. Well, there's two reasons I eat raw broccoli. One, I do believe it's more healthy. Two, I've never been able to make it good. When other Have you read any broccoli, books about why it's more healthy, or do you just assume it? Uh, I think I saw someone post about it one time, and that was enough that. for me. <laughs> but I do too. believe if you cook broccoli, it, it adds to the carbohydrates in it. So whatever oh, you can, mm. all you nutritionists out there you can fact check me meanwhile i have broccoli smothered in butter with garlic and like salt and pepper and i'm like i am healthy <laughs> it's good yeah. keto yeah butter that up mm. yeah and i, I got some chicken tenders that i cooked on the grill myself they're delicious and and this is an interesting dichotomy here you're, you're trying to go super healthy now what, what kind of chicken tenders are they i guess i should clarify are these your own made chicken tenders or are they breaded Frozen, you're saying no, you made not them breaded, of course not. I would never okay. eat such shit. These are just they're, actual uh, chicken tenders, Trader, Trader Joe's chicken tenders, just okay. um, okay. marinated in some olive oil and soy sauce, so not, not nothing heavy. Do you pre marinate? Are you did you do this last night or is this a, a quick marination situation? <laughs> Actually, if we want to go in so much detail about my food, Jordan to talk more about your food than about the documentary Grizzly Man. Jordan marinated it because I was in a time oh. crunch, so huh. I was walking the dog oh. and I'm like, fuck, by the time I get back. It's not going to be enough time to marinate, so I had to instruct him how to cook his baked potato. I don't, also don't eat uh, potatoes anymore, too many carbs, but he, he can still eat them. He's a kid. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to need you to marinate the chicken tenders, so I had him tenderize them. Then I had him mix the olive oil and the soy sauce, put them in a bowl, mix it up a little bit. And uh, they weren't marinated too long. I, I kind of forgot to do them this afternoon, but good enough. So a good replacement for soy sauce, since soy will turn you into someone who looks like Bill Gates. Uh, <laughs> coconut aminos taste just like soy Those sauce, but it doesn't turn there. you into I'm a woman. Say, I can tell the difference, and I definitely think this isn't good. soy sauce, but it is pretty good. It's, it's decent, but it's, I, I, anybody who loves soy sauce will quickly know it's not soy sauce, I will say. I think. But I love soy sauce. Like it's my, yeah, I love it. Soy sauce is delicious. Yes. Soy sauce and whiskey is my favorite drink. Do you have whiskey with you? I am drinking. Soy sauce and whiskey would be awesome. I mean, probably not. not I would drink it. I would do it as a shot for sure. It wouldn't make the, it would make it. I mean, yeah, why not? Better than a three wise men, right? Remind me what's in the three wise men again. 
on the team. Jack, Jim, Johnny. And soy. And soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call three wise men with, with a dash of soy on top? You know, if we go to Pork Fest, I think we should all do shots of whiskey with soy sauce. Okay, I'm in. I'll, I'll that'll, be our, that'll be our. That'll be our. What's your I review have of broccoli in mind? Too. My review of Grizzly Man is that soy sauce whiskey shots are terrible. <laughs> so, um, what are you, are you? Is that have we heard the whole meal, or is there more? Yep, that's it. That's it. What, what are you drinking? Water. Yep. Any alcohol in the, in the house tonight? Probably not. I got a lot of work to do after this, unfortunately. Right. Fair enough. That's I do too. So do I. Well, I, my work is just a, a call with the same people paying us money to do this show. The, the Mufasa call. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the same level of work, but ah, whatever pays. You know, I, actually, I actually feel like I have to be even more attentive on a, on a call with, uh, with the patrons because they're actually there to talk to us. They're not there just to listen to a podcast. You know, I can I zone out on this like thing and if you guys are getting to something and probably get away with it. In fact, I fully intend to. Well, if Brian's on the Patreon call, you can just zone out because he talks way too much. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah, that, that is actually the entire strategy of Mufasa calls <laughs> for, his, for anyone listening and wondering. His latest, how we really uh, daughter's latest ailment that'll take up one hour of the show. All right, so no drinks, but uh, Odie is is drinking. I think I, th- I saw you hold it up before, but I missed it. What was it? Knob Creek. Knob Creek. All right, the Knobby Creek sponsor of the show. I held it up for at least a minute, so now they have to sponsor us. Now that's they have to send us money. Yep. The knobsters. Rico's already left the podcast. He's like, I talked about my meal. It's over. I have nothing left to say. Uh, Odie, do you want to describe your dinner tonight or is that after the podcast? Uh, my dinner was not healthy. People were disappointed. It was, I oh, had pizza. No. Pizza. And was here you dinner. are giving Rico shit for eating raw broccoli oh. and you had pizza for dinner. <laughs> Pizza's actually pretty healthy. It was thin no, crust. It's pretty so, healthy. You know, it's a, the fuck are you All right, talking tell about? Me, give me 30 seconds on why pizza's actually pretty healthy. No, it's not. It's not healthy, but it's uh, it's not as bad as until you uh, get to the bread. It's, it's fine. It's pretty much fine. And the cheese, yeah, cheese, cheese is good for you. And the processed meat. I cheese. I don't know. I I don't know. Something happened with cheese to me. Like I I, I still eat it when I when it's there and all, and I want it, but, which is whenever. Um, I don't know. Like, isn't it the weirdest thing ever? Really, if you think about what that is, what what milk is even like? Like, we're taking milk from the, another animal that's for their fucking baby, and not only are we drinking it, but then sometimes we turn it into like this weird moldy stuff that we eat. It's so fucking weird and delicious, but it's just so fucking weird. It's delicious, but I mean, is it any different than you know taking a an animal and eating it? I mean, it's it's different. Yeah, eating it eating the different. flesh of another animal. Yeah, it doesn't seem weird to me though, because all animals eat the flesh of another animal. I mean, all all uh, all carnivores eat the flesh of another animal, yeah. but only humans drink the fucking milk and make weird moldy stuff out of it, out of an, the milk of another animal. So along that line, to to uh, transition seamlessly into Grizzly Man, Grizzly Man, I just would you assume he's a vegan or a vegetarian? It, but they didn't mention it, so it makes me think he might eat meat. But that would kind of go against everything. That he says in the uh, throughout the whole documentary. Well, I think he, he eats non-cute again. animals. So if he doesn't find them cute, he'll eat them. <laughs> the thing is, the animals that he's befriended in his own mind, they eat other animals. 
so he can't really be opposed right. to it. That's the thing. That, well, let, let's let's set the whole thing up here. Grizzly Man is a documentary me, made, I think, in like 2004, 2005 by awesome voiceover artist and documentarian Werner, Werner, I should say. Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. You guys, you guys of course, are familiar with Werner Herzog prior to this. I assume. Maybe, maybe Rico's not. He's not that cultured. Okay. He was, he's also started an episode of The Mandalorian. So I recognize his voice. That's for sure. I don't know if I'm familiar you, with it. You've heard him. his voice. If oh. you've seen any documentary, you've probably heard his voice. Yeah. Now that, that, now that you mentioned that, I did re- recall him. <laughs> Great. The, Brilliant yeah. insight. Okay. So, yep. yeah, he's real. Cool. He's, he's a guy that exists. And he did this documentary. Well, I mean, he didn't do the footage. He just did probably the interviews and like put it together, did the voiceovers. But it's mostly compiled of footage from this guy. What the fuck is his name again? Timothy Treadwell. Not, not his real Timothy name. Treadwell. He made up Thank the you, Treadwell part. Yes. But well, let yeah, me point there's, out there's something. So, so if you want to you know, go watch this after you listen to this episode, uh, which you should. Don't it, be like me and pay for it on Amazon like an idiot. Yeah, I was just going to say. So what you can do is you can Google Grizzly Man, and you'll, you'll see that it's free on YouTube, free on Pluto TV, whatever that is, free on oh Tubby. Trade. Free on the Roku channel. So oh basically, God. it's free everywhere, but Mark paid yeah, for it. I paid three ninety nine. Like It was probably showing on the side of a building in the town that you live, like <laughs> nightly. <laughs> they played in the town square. <laughs> El Grizzly Hombre. Yeah. Um, so this is, I do recommend watching it. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you guys do. I like I liked the documentary. I've already seen it before. I like it mostly for the reasons that probably most people like it. It's just something else to watch this guy. So basically, this guy, Timothy Treadwell, he's, he has spent, well, the 13th, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet, if you care about being spoiled for this documentary, which I can't imagine you would be, if you haven't seen it and do, this is the time to stop because we are now going to spoil the rest of it, starting now. Okay, so he dies. <laughs> he he gets eaten by a bear eventually. But they they reveal this pretty early. They tell on you that, yeah, very early. They're I not they're that. not building up to the big reveal that he died. Like they're, they're pretty clear. I think like ten minutes in, we you know he died. Uh, but he spent thirteen, well, twelve, twelve entire seasons in the Alaskan wilderness living with grizzly bears, like living around these grizzly bears, because he just became obsessed with them for whatever reason. So four months out of the year for 12 years and then the 13th year is the one he died so it was actually and it was the towards the end of that season so he spent what four months for 12 years he spent four years total living almost by himself he did have a girlfriend and you don't see much of her it doesn't seem like he spent a ton of time with her but towards the end he did have a girlfriend and the only thing it seems like she got out of that that relationship was to get eaten by a bear also because she gets eaten too. pretty much but he spends 13 years living with these bears and is shooting this footage the whole time, shooting footage of the bears, shooting footage of himself, you know, going on rants about this and that. Clearly, like, living in... I have mixed feelings about Timothy Treadwell because he clearly lives in a fantasy world of his own creation. But there's something there's something pretty awesome about it, too. Like, the mm-hmm. fact that he could get this close to all these animals for that long and not die is, like, fucking incredible because he's right there he's like he's like these bears are coming right up to him and it almost seems like he, he probably at some point did feel untouchable i would think you know at some point when he's survived that long and scared the shoot shoot the bears off enough times but he basically to me he just built this fantasy world for himself where where he was one with the bears and he's protecting the bears and this and that but I, there's no evidence he did anything to protect bears or to do anything except just kind of slowly lose his fucking mind living in the wilderness that's the way I see it. But I did, I did, yeah. I do enjoy like the footage of the bears and, and to be honest, I think my favorite part was his friendship with the foxes more so than even, even the bears. 
because that actually so, felt was question was, about that was genuine for the foxes. For the foxes so part, yeah. do, you, do you think he created a storyline with his hat and the foxes? Like he's like, you know what? Season eight of this documentary, <laughs> we need to spice it up. How about I lose my hat to a fox and I'm going to chase it down and I'm going to have all these adventures. Like, I'm like, <laughs> or is he just that crazy? Or he's like, that hat is so important. Why? Why is this? Hat I think important? that's, I think that's definitely a uh, worthwhile conspiracy theory to think about because my I mean, they showed the whole documentary is fake, by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> who does? Rika does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she kind of thinks the whole thing's fake. Oh really? I mean, I mean, I think you. I mean, I think he really died by, by bear death. But I, I don't think I don't think it's fake. But I, I mean, the, the guy, super eccentric guy. He, uh, you know, used to be. Not that this like is an indictment of the of the of him or any in any way, but just some background on him. Used to be a drug addict. Apparently, um, was second to Woody Harrelson uh, to be the bartender in Cheers, and he didn't get that role. And then his life fell apart. I don't know if I believe that or not. So he invented this character, Timothy Treadwell, and uh, essentially what Timothy Treadwell looks yeah, like. That he looks like just that he came in second to Woody Harrelson. I, I'm I'm, I'm going to be dubious of that claim for now. I came in third. So, so well, he said a, he said a second, but his dad said second. But I'm not sure how distant the second was, or like how many other people were tied for second. I'm not sure if he even um, actually got a uh, got a tryout. Did, Woody Harrelson so. have a career before Cheers, or was that his first show ever? Like I thought he was an actor before that. He, I think I he was more of a comedian. Yeah, I mean, he, he was something in show business. Uh, I don't know. This, was this Timothy Treadwell anything? No, I don't think he was anything. I get. Yeah. I, I think so he was a guy living in Los Angeles trying to be an actor, like like so many other people in the world. With the strangest haircut that you you'll ever see. Um, the Prince Valiant haircut. Hair- one, one guy called it. What did he call it? Prince Valiant haircut. Oh yeah, it's a good. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, essentially, no forehead, and his hair never moves from his forehead. But uh, no, I mean, I, I kind of have a different conspiracy. I mean, I think everything that happened happened. I think you know it's real. He was living with the Grizzlies, but I actually watched a ten-minute like summary of what went wrong with this, and the people were were very mean to Timothy Treadwell, calling him stupid, which maybe he is, but. He so when he got killed, they actually him and his girlfriend actually had already left for the year, and I don't think they talk about this in, in the documentary, which is interesting. So on September 25th, they left. They were at the airport ready to uh, fly back to California, and he got in a in a verbal altercation with the airline attendant because the cost of the the tickets were so high. And then he saw a weather forecast that showed it was going to rain a lot in the next week. So we thought, oh, well, the, you know, the streams will be will rise up again. They'll be filled with fish and the bears will be feeding again. It'll be the greatest thing ever. So they turned around from the airport and went back again at the end of September. End of September through October. That's like prime bears, like at the very end of their, you know, before hibernation, eating like anything they can just to uh, get enough sustenance to make it through hibernation. So he goes back in to, to that environment, which I don't think he'd ever been there that time of year before. And apparently he parked himself like right next to like one of the most traveled bear trails where the bears literally could not get to where they wanted to go unless they went right by his tent or if they like swam through a lake. So like they had to come past him. So my theory is that he essentially killed himself. Um, or just went insane 
and took this poor woman with him in his uh, blaze of insanity. You mean he wanted to, or he's just so negligent that it was bound to happen under the? No, I think he knew. He knew exactly what he was doing, though. Um, well, maybe that goes into what Mark was saying. They thought he was an in- invincible, and he just he was just wanted to push the boundaries as far as possible. So maybe that's it. But I mean, it seemed like he was going to keep pushing it until until he got fucking eaten by a bear. I mean, he he would constantly go super close to them. Uh, and and um, I think my favorite part about this documentary is is how Warner Her- Herzog he is so critical of him the whole time. Like he's never like, you know, he's really never even mourning the laws of Timothy Treadwell. Like he is pretty much hard on him the whole time. He's like, Nope, I'm pretty much think he was losing his mind. He's like, I, he, he was being unreasonable here. He's like, no, the park service isn't, isn't his real enemy. And that, I just enjoyed that narrative throughout. Cause this Wait, was not do like, they know each other. No, I mean, he's just, you know, but he oh, made the documentary. It was just like a third party. Yeah. judging them yeah. from all exactly yes happened. that's what i think is hilarious well, i'm sure you just, so how how does that work did his i guess treadwell's like maybe that other woman i guess owned all the footage and probably sold it to him to make the documentary that, I, that's assume. What I imagine like, yes yeah. yes I, I assume that footage was purchased for a price <laughs> and he the, realized the one guy i don't remember who he was he's like yeah i think he pretty much got what he deserved i thought that was a little harsh like uh, I don't think he did anything bad. I don't think anyone deserves to be eaten by a bear. Like is pretty, maybe yeah, he yeah. got what was anticipated, <laughs> but I don't think he deserved it. I think that was quite harsh of a statement to, to make. I don't think I'd wish being eaten by a bear on the person I hate the most in the universe. Fauci. <laughs> eh. I want. I want. Uh, it's, it's got to be one of the worst ways to die because you got to think like there's a long time when you're not dead yet Being unless, it crush, unless it just like crushes your skull like which would hope for that um, but if it's just eating your freaking internal organs out that would be that'd be pretty bad i think you would die and or go into shock like long before you're just i don't think you'd be literally sitting there Conscious watching it. There your goes my arm. Shit. No. Oh my god, that's my arm. No, no, no. Don't eat my oh my god, that's my leg. No, I think you're you're done. Like you lose so much blood. I hope so. Your body just shuts you down, you know. And our body has defense mechanisms. It doesn't let us feel too much pain immediately, for the most part. Yeah, so I, I mean So wait, so I didn't see the end of the movie. So what I didn't see the last <laughs> fifteen to twenty minutes. I didn't have um, was it any different? Because it just seemed like so. so I think they just crazy. they, they sure take the uh, the guy. Well, you were saying that how the the two people that, that uh, Werner was hard on him and that other guy was hard on him. What one thing that was interesting is he does have some friends who seem to be very loyal friends. Um, the one guy, his friend from uh, California, the actor you know, guy. Who, that's the guy that felt fake to me. He always felt like he was. And that he, I mean, he was an actor. They said like this guy's name, actor. And then, mm-hmm. but he felt like he was acting when he was giving like his little speeches. He seemed like oddly, or maybe it's just because he is an actor. That's the way he presents think, things. But he was always like, it seemed like he was reading on a, off a cue card to me. I don't know. That guy felt that guy felt off to me. Maybe, maybe, but he, maybe he's he from seemed LA to a weirdo actor guy. So it could be as simple as that. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that in California. Indeed. But he's, I don't know, maybe he is, he was full of shit, but he seemed like, because they're asking him like, well, would you care, or did you care that, you know, he, he lied to you about his background? Because uh, Treadwell made up this story that he was an orphan from Australia, which he didn't have an Australian accent. He just kind of talked a little 
strange. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, I mean, that, he made he up the name Treadwell. Australian at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. I think. I don't think they were talk. They were describing the way he talks in those videos as, as Australian. I think he created this persona where he was an Australian, and maybe when he first met people, then. He kind of had this weird Australian, but I don't think okay. I don't think we're supposed to think he was trying to sound Australian in the videos we saw. That would I be- don't know, because they said his they said his like his weird accent. Like you're supposed to have heard this. Oh yeah, his weird I don't know. I I didn't get that part. He just sounds like an excited fellow. <laughs> I guess would be one way to put it. Yeah, so I, I don't really remember how it specifically the movie just kind of wound down. It didn't really there wasn't like a, a specifically dramatic ending per se. I don't I don't think Rico missed anything uh yeah, too much of note, but oh, I, me- I remember what I was going to say. But well, they, yeah, so they talked to a bunch of other people. They talked to the actor guy who seemed to you know be, be friends with him, and who knows if he's fake or not. And then a couple different women. Well, there's the one woman who had all the footage and who Werner gave the watch to, or someone gave the watch to, um, who used to be his girlfriend, used to work for him, but is not his girlfriend, and seemed Thank to God be totally her. fine. <laughs> With like the the other chick that was his his girlfriend. Yeah, at the that was weird. She like yeah. she was such a wonderful person. I'm like oh, this is weird. You don't often hear the the ex girlfriend <laughs> talk so glowingly about the new girlfriend. Like it would have been sense. almost more interesting. Like I hated that bitch. Glad she got eaten by a bear. But, well, I wonder if there was a battle for who owned the footage since it was probably probably worth a good amount of money, and. I don't would know if they could have known it was necessarily worth a lot of money. I guess just for like nature channels and stuff like that, just that mm-hmm. footage it probably is valued even on, just on that remark on that regard because it's so like that's you don't see up close footage of bears like that too often. Like that is mm-hmm. yeah. Why you know that's a good question. Why did that woman own the footage? I know they had formed some kind of like um, that's a good question group, like a nature group, but doesn't mean your will goes to another like club member you're in how does that work yeah i mean unless maybe, he specifically maybe he's doing the in... footage for that group yeah, yeah. Maybe in theory in theory his project is under that group so therefore i guess it would be belong to the group maybe this I is guess. another area of law i should branch out into <laughs> into the like a state rights of people eaten by bears <laughs> that's a very niche law that's where the money is is in the that's what i say I have no idea. I don't have the money to prove that it's true, but that's what I, that's what I believe. Well, there's only one way to find out. If anyone you know has been eaten by a bear and you own footage to their rights, please. <laughs> we should make a we should make a, a faux commercial, <laughs> which could maybe work as a real commercial too. Have you or a loved one been eaten by a bear? <laughs> Was it caught on tape? <laughs> Do you think that tape has value? Is there a dispute over the that, that tape? <laughs> if any of this remotely applies to you, that would be a funny fucking commercial. <laughs> I got nothing better to do. So it, it wasn't his parents that owned his footage on the videos because all they got was his old teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> so what? That he slept with in the in the tent while stalking bears. Essentially. Here's the, here's the one big thing about that that really, really goes against his claim that he was out there to protect the bears. I, I think in his mind he was protecting the bears in maybe a PR way or something, because he would go to schools and talk about the bears and mm-hmm. show the footage of the bears and all this. But like when, when shit, when the shit came down, when there's these poacher guys there, or maybe they weren't poachers. I don't know. They didn't shoot the bear, but they were like throwing rocks at the bear. He's hiding and filming it. He's not protecting the fucking bears. Like, 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 I don't know I, what, how he designed this idea in his mind that he was protecting the bears, unless it's just by creating awareness that the bears exist. But I think, 
I think people know the bears exist. I mean, yeah. I, you know, like, so I don't really know. I think he created yeah. this entire fantasy in his mind where he's friends with the bears. I mean, he even used those terms. These are my friends. These are my friends. And after 13 years, spending four months, not being eaten by them for 12 years, you probably do start to just convince yourself this wild beast that hasn't killed me yet is my friend. But as I, yeah, go ahead. I think this is not a pretty well, not pretty common, but relatively common phenomenon where people think that they've started to control nature. Um, you see it in other aspects. Like if you ever watch shark week and the people free diving with great whites now, and it's like, well, you know, I, I know their, their tendencies. I know what can trigger them. And it's like, they definitely, there has to be some kind of euphoria or rush that they get oh, for sure. some sense of, you know, they're above the average population because they have some control over nature and they just fell within that. And it's always, it's ultimately delusional, obviously. It's, you know, you're, you're, you can't predict a wild animal. So, well, it's not oh. as bad as the, the women that have sex with dolphins. That would be a, is that real? Pretty sure that's real. Yeah. Okay, Odie. I mean, so you're saying you would rather get eaten by a bear than have sex with a dolphin. That's interesting. We, so you, you'd rather have sex with a dolphin oh, yeah. than get eaten yes. by a bear? Yes, yes. I'll, I'll go if on If you're record. wondering how all this relates to the ideas of liberty, don't bother wondering. Just enjoy the ride, everybody. This is not about anything other than us having a good time. Talking Lines about of Liberty it. supports having sex with dolphins. I think that's what we've learned. Today. I mean, I suppose we could discuss the, you know. The non-aggression principle as it relates to the do- dolphin's consent. Well, not now. I mean, the dolphin's clearly, well, I don't know if it's clear because dolphins are actually highly intelligent. They say, even close to if not as intelligent as humans it's just that they, they can't communicate with us in the same way and they don't have these you know just fingers arms Did dolphins locked down during covid i would say no therefore they're smarter they are libertarians is there a dolphin fauci <laughs> <laughs> they pushed him up on the beach and they just <laughs> let him let him die there no not on and i was not going to say the libertarian implications of of dolphin sex per se but <laughs> You know, I, I, this is one that's, I think, always difficult to grasp your head around. If well, everything's difficult, difficult to grasp your head around when you try to apply the 100% strict libertarian anarcho-capitalism into the real world and paste it on top, because that, that never works. But the idea of, like, conservation in nature and <clears throat> national parks and this sort of thing is always, like, I don't know if it's a tough one for everyone, but it's a tough one for me, because, like, I think there is something to that, I think there is something to preserving certain aspects of nature, but I'm also not, you know, I'm not like someone who says you shouldn't kill animals or shouldn't eat them or shouldn't, you know, chop down trees, but there is something to that. And there is, there is something to the idea that the free, the free market run amok on that. I, I, not the free market. I should say, I think when it's the state run amok in the sense that the state controls the land and, and when the state says, Hey, free market, do what you want in that land. That's not really the free market. That's this, really the state managing and managing the anarchy. I guess, I guess you might say, um, but it is a tough concept when you think about property rights and this sort of thing, because who does have property rights to giant swaths of land? It's the government's obviously like that's not really legitimate in any kind of strict philosophical sense, but no, who else is legitimate? Like it, it's almost impossible to have anything but a sort of tragedy of the common situation, government or not, for a lot of these well, largely uninhabited areas. In in reality, it's always going to be who who is the most powerful. Yeah, so it right. it falls down to the government. But if you want to say, well, the government should be involved, then it's going to f- come down to who's the most rich and powerful that's not in the government. Who 
um, is going to benefit? Is it going to be, you know, a super billionaire like Elon Musk says, you know what, I'm going to buy the entire Alaskan territory and make sure that it's not polluted. And that's just not realistic. So I, I don't know. Probably afford Alaska. How much? Yeah, but he's not going. There's there's very few people that could actually do that. And when you're that rich, you they probably don't have the desire. So it's gonna not be as preserved as most people would like. But I don't know the solution that's not at the state level for it. Because you can't I, I just say I'm just gonna sue if you pollute it. You're gonna be sued. Like okay, well that's you know that's not gonna work either. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there is a pure libertarian solution to conservation, really. Like, and, and you know, libertarians will say, "Well, <laughs> there's not really a pure libertarian solution to a lot of things." Yeah. <laughs> That's the lesson of the last couple of years. <laughs> libertarians will say, "Well, you know, those that want to conserve will, you know, have you know areas, landowners who come together and, and conserve those areas, which does happen and, and is real." So, like, yes, yeah, in times and places that will occur, which is great. But it's certainly not going to be the status quo anywhere. Either. But yeah, it's definitely not going to be the status quo. Um, I mean, we've seen that as, as as things have played out. You know, just look how much you know different different herds of elk and buffalo and um, all kinds of animals have just been pretty much almost wiped out. Like just for a, a just for a micro example of like okay, so like Werner Herzog at one point he's like he's like <laughs> I feel like he pre- went he went pretty hard against Treadwell too. He's like you know this guy was flagrantly violating a number of rules, including the very reasonable one, which I would agree is actually a pretty fucking reasonable rule. Maybe you can say that makes me a status if I agree with a rule of a national park, but I'm just saying it sounds reasonable. Don't go within a hundred yards of the bears. That sounds fucking reasonable in every way, shape or form for the humans, for the bears, for everyone involved. There's no good reason for a human being to get that fucking close to bears, except they've created this fantasy land where they can do that. And they're part and they live with the bears and they're part of the bears and they want to get this footage. I, I think a big part of Treadwell for me is he's, he's a, he's a hypocrite. Like he, he doesn't want anyone going near the bears. He even at one point go, goes on a rant against the tourists. He's like the tourists with their cameras. And I'm like, you are going up to these bears faces <laughs> with a camera and, and like, interfering with them he and he interferes with nature like a lot he builds this thing in the stream like for the fish to go that's interfering with nature so he's he's a complete hypocrite he thinks he's the savior of this whole place meanwhile everything he's upset about other people doing he does in some way shape or form and i don't think he has a malintent i think he i think he that's the one good thing you can say about him is that he's i think he has a good heart and i think he he means well and it clearly i think really ultimately this is a story of someone's sort of salvation for a time because it sounded like he was on you know, he even said he was drinking every day. He tried to quit stopping drinking a million times. He couldn't stop drinking. And finally it was the bears living with the bears that like somehow gave him this strength to stop drinking. So I, I think to him, they, they had a kinship, but I think the kinship was one way, you know, I don't think these bears think two shits about this fucking guy. Like if anything, they tolerated his existence because they weren't that hungry, but I mean, yeah, when they have, a, when the bears have a full belly, I mean, they tolerate him a lot well, better is, than when they're, that is an interesting question though. It's like, why did it happen when it happened? I know well, you, maybe you, this is the part, this might be part of what you missed. Like they, they kind of go into how there, there was like rain issues towards the end. There wasn't enough mm-hmm. rain. There wasn't enough fish. And like a lot of the bears uh, were like starting yeah. to get, get hungry. 
So like maybe they were in a bigger need, like humans probably aren't ideal food, but if you're starving and you're out of fish and they, they show the one bear keeps diving for fish and isn't finding any, I mean, obviously it's all selectively, selectively edited to tell a story, but if it's true that, you know, the circumstances were, maybe he just got a hungrier bear who was just fed up with yeah. this fucking shit. Why? Or didn't even know this guy from anything. You know, he just, <laughs> She's an object, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did see a little bit of it where he was, I think that was the end where he was like yelling at God about not having, it was like, we need two inches of rain. It's like, the first like thing somehow I... nature has survived for uh, millions of years in this cycle without you intervening. I was like, I guess it's nice he's turning to the Lord or to God for some sort of uh, salvation here, but I'm not an expert at all. <laughs> I don't think that's how you're supposed to pray. He's <laughs> like, I need rain. Get my stuff out I'm like, I don't think you're doing it right. What do you look God like, responds to threats. Probably well. not the right. <laughs> Replace the Our Father with uh, a bunch of curse words. That, that's the new um, Sunday prayer at Mass. <laughs> Just a bunch of FUs at God. He yelled at God and he cursed him out. And look what happened to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was his problem. Maybe that's the real lesson we can take away from here. Um, yeah, but I mean, this guy... <laughs> He was everything in, in many ways. He was everything he didn't like, I, I was, except for killing, you know, he didn't go trying to kill bears or anything, but he was, he was everything else that he didn't like. He didn't want humans getting involved in this area. He didn't want the humans interfering with nature, but he was doing that every day of his life. So speaking, he, speaking of that, do you, do you remember the one point when the, uh, the poachers who weren't poachers, they were just, you know, people watching, watching bears too, yeah, they weren't poachers when they show up and he, he's hiding in the bushes, you know, video in them. And uh, then they leave and he goes down like by the shoreline where they were. And he's like, look, they wrote me, they wrote me a note. We'll come back and see you next year. Timothy Treadwell. He's like, well, what does that mean? Is that a threat? It doesn't sound like exactly a threat, but it's not a nice thing to say. And he walks over somewhere else. There's like a little, little smiley face on a rock. Another place they stack some rocks up. He's like, Oh, I don't know about the stacking of rocks here. What this means. (laughs) This could be a whole host of things. That was was him creating a storyline for season nine. Odie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I think he was, because I mean, he has all this footage. He definitely planned probably to make a documentary himself. I would think. So he's when, putting it together. He's developing the narrative. He spent 12 years, 13 years shooting footage. When was he going to start editing it together? <laughs> he was like, someday <laughs> I'm going to sell this to Werner Herzog. I'm like, well, you did get... Is that a Howie Snowden impersonation? By Timothy Treadwell. <laughs> what did he do the rest of the year? My King John. I assume he worked some like waiter job in los angeles it would be my guess because he there's he no in- way he could just that guy could just <laughs> reintegrate into normal society there's no fucking way can you imagine know. him serving you money. food you'd be like i bet he did this the, a grizzly bear wouldn't do, be doing this i bet he worked at <laughs> disney <laughs> And he's like the cashier. He's like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Like, I have to be a bear. Like, <laughs> he even like said, "Like bears don't have to work." This is bullshit. Transforming. Yeah, I think that's part of it, though. Like that, there is like a certain simplicity to being in nature and watching animals and just being like, "Man, like back in that other world, I have bills, I have fucking stress, I have this and that." But these bears, like, they just get up and be bears. And, like, maybe they go eat some fish. Maybe they eat me eventually. But they're just yeah. bears. And, like, except for the, yeah, except for the times they get mauled by other fucking giant grizzly bears who are trying to bite their neck off. That part oh, yeah. doesn't sound fun to be, be a bear. For a while. Yeah, like, sure with the part where they ate that when they were starving, when they ate that baby bear. 
just devoured him. All that was left his little skull. That's the big fantasy of of a lot of like nature type people. I mean, I consider myself a nature nature type person, just one that hasn't lost his mind about the whole thing. Naive but, nature type people. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like you know, oh, the humans are the worst. The humans do this and that, and you shouldn't. Like, do you see what the fucking animals do to each other? Like their own. Baby. And they're just a little hungry that day. Like, like, like nature is so much harsher than any human could even dream of being. Like, people have just no idea. And they think that animals are just floating around in harmony with like rainbows and like. And then one day, evil man shows up and starts slaughtering them all. And they would have all lived these long, plentiful lives otherwise. And that's just, it's just not that's not how it works. But the anyway, the foxes didn't. I wasn't dear to the foxes. Well, Treadwell gets all mad when the when the wolves apparently kill one of his little baby foxes, and he's there, you know, doing a shot next to the the foxes, flies all over it. I'm laughing because at one point, like get a away, fly lands on the on the fox's eye. He's like, "What the fuck? Have some respect. Get out of here, fly. <laughs> Don't do that in front of me." <laughs> he's quite an entertaining character. He seems like the yeah. kind of guy that. It would not be fun to be around for more than 10 seconds because he overwhelm you. He's like Howie if you didn't like Howie, I think. <laughs> this is how I would describe him. <laughs> Howie gets away with it because we do like Howie and he is extremely fun and entertaining. But yeah, I mean, can you, can you, imagine, can you imagine Timothy Treadwell on a podcast with Howie? <laughs> this one's about bears and That should be the real conspiracy oh. corner. That would be amazing. Uh, what else? What else do you want to talk about? What? Why don't we wrap up our talk on this documentary? And if we want to chat about some other things, we can. Um, I, how do you view this as? Okay, I, I want to rate three things. No, two things. You rate three, three things. things. What? I don't, we're not doing that. That's for bonus show content only. <laughs> um, I want to get our your judgment of Timothy Treadwell, the person. Forget the documentary, but just you know, obviously, whatever we've learned from it. What do you What do you think of him? And what he did living with the bears and everything. And then be the documentary itself and how Warner Herzog put it together and see uh, what do you think of this podcast? I'm, I'm doing the Michael Miles. What's your favorite what's your favorite part of this show? So you have three questions to answer each. I hope you can remember them all because I already forgot. I've been drinking Micheladas. Odin, um, start talking. I'll go first. So are we rating on a scale or we're just rating with words? Ah, whatever yes. you feel like. You can even rate them differently. Odie can rate them on A to B, A, B, C. I would give numbers. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't need to be legitimate. Anyway. I would give Timothy Treadwell one thumbs up and one thumbs down because he's a very complicated person. Very entertaining, oh, yeah. as we've talked about. I mean, and that's I mean, for that reason alone, I recommend watching this documentary because the guy very is a freaking I, I was engaged freaking K's character. He's he's insane. Um, and I mean, th- there's this part where he does this crazy rant on the beach when he's when he's ranting against the uh, the National Parks Service and talking about the poachers and uh, he's protecting the bears. And then it's it kind of crazy because then he'll like he'll do his scene like he's like thinks he's an actor, and then you hear like the background noise as the camera's still rolling. But he's like, oh, got a little angry there. Oops, got got a little out of control. <laughs> he's like talking himself down. So he's complicated guy, but I mean, it's. Thoroughly entertaining. The documentary I think, itself. I think is my favorite part of him was which, which like, which I think the brilliance was the way Werner Herzog had this edited, where he's going on that rant against the uh, the national parks. He's cursing and cursing and cursing. He's going nuts, and then like they they bring down the audio so you couldn't really hear him when he's just cursing. While Warner's like, at this point, Timothy was starting to have a meltdown, and they go back to the audio. He's like, these times, and they go down again. It was just so brilliantly done. Yeah. And I mean, because of that, because of the editing like that, I mean, I, the documentaries, two thumbs up. It's, it's one of my favorite documentaries. I, I'd forgotten about it. 
I, I watched it when it first came out, and I feel like I knew about him um, before he died too. I, I think yeah, I remember that like, right. Like that for his work with. I mean, they even showed a footage from like a 2020 interview. So he was like mm-hmm. he was like a semi-known figure. Like I'm sure the first random person on the street would have no idea who he is, but he was he definitely had some sort of national media attention. Yeah, for sure. Really? And then so, the third he's question. He's the fascination. I mean, he he deserves to be analyzed in some way. The the third question, my favorite part of this show is actually the pre-show, which you'll have to sign up for uh, our Patreon to uh, to go. listen to that. So you can go to linesofliberty.patreon.com or what? let's forget our logos. True. None of that. None of what you just said is true. Patreon.com <laughs> slash lines of liberty. I got the Brian McWilliams coming out, and or you can go to linesofliberty.locals.com. To hear that content. All true. I almost said for free, but it's not free. You have to pay. No, no, it's the opposite <laughs> of free. Uh, Rico, you, first of all, all the right. first question. Do you remember the three questions? I do. Wait, I, you're I'm you're very good. Me. Yes. Um, that that will go to the end you first. Okay, by the way, I saw you eating that rock raw broccoli earlier. Yeah. I heard that's bad for the, the gut. You no, know, that, that's my favorite part of the show. Talking with Odie about how plants oh, are made to be eaten. No, I believe that was the beginning of this show because you asked me what I was eating. And I, the, the bonus show was the uh, um, rape weekly. still called What's Rico Eating? Just, it's yes. a nightly show. It, yeah. it starts whenever Rico gets home. All right. <laughs> we just talk about what he eats and whatever yeah. conversations might spark from that. And then we sign off. It's like... Yeah, I have a lot of follow-up questions for Odie on, on the next show. Like, can I eat celery raw or is that bad for you? you know, I've never you had eat? cooked celery. I wouldn't that's even that's know what cool. to do with it. I, I would either. In like stew, but that, yeah, that's it. Or soup. Yeah, yeah. Still a, a lot of, only a lot of questions we can jump into next show. Um, my perception of um, Timothy Treadwell, I mean, the guy lived his passion. Like, he fully jumped into it, and most people in the world, 99.9% of the people, can never say that they actually lived what they loved in the way they wanted to live. So, I mean, I, I don't really have a... Right now, I'd do that. <laughs> Yes. Or at least, no, I, that's not true. I'd be a man. I'd be a pro wrestling manager who didn't. Well, Paul Heyman's living what he wants to live, yes. but uh, other that's than that, what I would be. Um, I don't really. He got a lot of shit, I guess, because his girlfriend died, and obviously terrible tragedy as well. But I don't know that he sold her a bill of goods. It seemed like a, a women were likely attracted to him because of his eccentricity and. He was well known for being a grizzly bear fanatic and oh, living in the wild. Grizzly. Yeah, I but mean, appara- apparently she was terrified of bears. Oh yeah, my god! Well, Why it seems, she... yeah, it seems she like she made a bad choice. Like, you know what? Uh, like when they meet on Bumble, and he's like, you know what? I love to live with grizzly bears. It's my favorite. Way, I do it for four months a year. She's not terrified of bears. I mean, maybe she is, but that's that's probably shouldn't. Isn't that the default position? Like, it should be. We're all going to be terrified of bears. I'm not yes. terrified of them when I'm sitting there watching a documentary. But if in real life, of course, I'm terrified by a bear. Of course, that's the Treadwell is the only person not terrified by a bear, and but those yeah, bear but, trainer guys and circuses that are probably so. Really yeah, I mean, and people in was, Russia, people in Russia are Russia. not scared of bears. And all Russians, 100 of Russians. <laughs> 
<laughs> They're using grizzly bears to attack Ukraine right now. It's one of the few things that mainstream media hasn't reported, but uh, it's, it's grizzly. I, I'm gonna, we're going to eventually hear about Zelensky defeating a grizzly bear in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. That's how he became president. You had to defeat a grizzly bear. And he we should was, play a game <laughs> on some show, maybe not this specific one, like actual like Zelensky story in the news or made up like and half the time will probably be true not true actually yeah I actually was thinking about that for the boring show I was gonna I couldn't really flesh it out but I wanted to do like real or was it said to be Russian propaganda something along those lines but anyways so I I don't think uh Timothy Treadwell really did anything wrong I think he was not a lot crazy certainly kind of lost um his foothold on reality but i don't think he he did anything malicious or you know with ill intent and you know things happen when you're around a grizzly bear the whole time they're slightly different things is doing something wrong and doing something malicious or ill intent i don't know if i don't think he did anything remotely malicious or with ill intent i'm not sure if he didn't do something wrong like depending on depending on how we define wrong i guess it's i guess it's morally okay to put yourself at extreme personal risk but also he's he's in, he's interfering with me he's every he is still doing what he he's, he is a hypocrite so even by his own thought he is he doesn't put it together that way but he is doing something wrong he's interfering directly with this same nature that he thinks people shouldn't interfere with so that would be my, my big criticism of treadwell that yeah, he's, he's I, not even his own, his own mantras yeah i think that's a fair criticism and i'm sure what he thought is like i'm only interfering with nature to improve it what God knows everyone else probably thinks the same way. Like I'm just helping out everyone. Um, as far as I was, let me assume this, I think one, and I don't even even know if he put it this way. I don't remember him saying this story during the documentary, but it seemed like he was talking more about the grizzly bears in that location and not talking about like the separate issue of like bears being hunted. I don't think he talked about that. It'd be one thing if he was just trying to draw attention to bear. Maybe, maybe when he went in schools, he talked about that. It'd be one thing if he was trying to, to draw attention. I wouldn't agree with it, but if he was trying to draw attention to bears being hunted and saying, look at these amazing animals or they shouldn't be hunted, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I could, I could argue with that, but at least to have a point, it didn't seem like he was even like making that point though, unless I yeah, missed it. It never became clear to me what he was protecting them from. He kind of mentioned mm-hmm. poachers, but a lot of the land was already a national park and protected. So he did mention other lands that weren't, but it was never made super clear. Like this is the specific thing that I am mm-hmm. out here for 13 years protecting the bears from. It's never really clear. Like you never hear about a bear getting shot or killed except for the bear that killed him. Ironically, ironically, mm-hmm. a bear only the only bear we hear about dying is a bear that only died because of Timothy Treadwell. Cause, cause they, that they only killed that bear cause they showed up to, you know, to it killing or it, I mean, obviously it was way dead by then. That's the only reason that bear was killed. It's because it killed Timothy Treadwell and it only killed Timothy Treadwell because it's because Timothy Treadwell spent 13 years in the bear's fucking base. <laughs> like, yeah. so yeah, he, he killed a bear. I mean, that, that's what he did mm-hmm. with, with what he did at the end of the day. And why did they have to kill the bear? They're like, oh, he's got a taste for humans now. Yeah, he's going to go on a rampage. Like, taste for humans. Like, <laughs> yeah, the bear, <laughs> you know, who's, who was, whose NAP was violated is the bear. That's whose NAP was violated. Now, maybe you can say the bear started it or something. But, you know, if you're in at some point, you're too far in someone's house and they're allowed to eat you metaphorically or literally, depending on the situation. It's the launch of our new brand, Bears of Liberty. It's going to be way better than Lions of Liberty. Bears of Justice, actually.
The liberty is too associated with, you know, the alliteration. Not that there's alliteration in Bears of Justice, but still. I'm sorry, Rico, I interrupted you. As, oh, as I well, my uh, the second question and the final one I'll get to, what I thought of that. I thought the documentary was, uh, was interesting. I never saw it before. I thought it was a little long. I could have gone for a chop it off about 15, 20 minutes. But Coming from the guy who watches an hour and a half, 90 Day Fiance, at least once a week. But I watch it, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's it, there's so many different characters, Odie. We, if we had different characters that were bears or whatever, then, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a good, it was a good watch. I definitely had heard about this guy, but I, I never watched it. So there we are. Are you, you're, so you're the only one that had never seen this before, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I saw it like, I think pretty much when it came out. Um, all right. I guess I should answer my own three questions. Yeah. I think I've, I pretty much have answered them. I think my, my, my opinion of Timothy Treadwell definitely got lower seeing it this time. I remember like 10 years ago and thinking like, what a great guy, or I don't know if I thought what a great guy. I'm, I'm, I'm just rewriting history. I don't really remember what I thought the first time, but I just, I just remember liking the documentary. But I, I'm this, this is specifically, you know, somewhere about a third of the way through, I started to just be like, I, I think is probably Warner Werner Herzog influencing me because Werner was giving him a hard time, and I find myself pretty much agreeing with Werner Herzog. I'm like, yeah, he is. He is creating this world. I mean, that was what Werner was saying the whole time. He's like, he's creating this world of his, he's creating this world, this fantasy of his own imagination. Like, and there's the one shot. I think one of my favorite parts of the movie too was besides the foxes, the foxes did, did tickle my heart. I'm not going to lie. He had the shot of the bear and, and like Treadwell's like 10 feet away from the bear. Like, Oh, Mr. Bear, Mr. Bear, 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 whatever. And they zoom in on the bear's face. And there's just this look of like, like Timothy's talking to this bear like he's their buddies, and you can just see from the look on this bear's face that he's he's not even thinking about this guy. He's it is the it's the look of indifference, the indifference of nature, as as Werner Herzog described it. And like, and it really makes it clear how how delusional, and it's sad how. Del- but you know, wh- whether it's for a mental problem or a drug problem or whatever he had going on, because my wife said this too. Like she she she's like he's on drugs, dude. Like there's a lot of, and I thought he was just a wacky dude. And I still think he probably wasn't on drugs out there, but it's not completely crazy to think he might've been on drugs out there. He very well could have been on drugs. Dude, that would nuts. explain a lot. Yeah. It would explain so fucking much. And as from what I hear, meth's not that hard to come by in Alaska. So I don't know from, from my sources. <laughs> Does that people act on meth? I don't think they do. They act I, that that is not a meth drug or act. Yeah. Plus this was 22 years ago. It was either on something or, so. off, or completely out of his mind. I mean, this cannot be disputed. One of the I, think, I think he had already killed his brain probably from all the other hard years of partying. And it's, I mean, there are there is permanent damage to extensive and long lasting drug use. So. I mean, if the, if the stories are true that he was, you know, trying out for Woody Harrelson's role in like that would have been like 1984, 1985, maybe. And I mean, that was, you know, it, it, 1984, Los Angeles. And he had a drinking problem yeah. that he didn't cure until 2000s or something or the, sometime in the 90s, I guess, when he started going out with the Bears. That's, that's probably at least a solid decade. <laughs> it's probably a solid decade of hardcore drinking. He's saying drinking, but it's got to be drinking and drugs and all this other stuff. Of so course. yeah, that that probably it probably doesn't just explain a lot. It probably explains so much. Everything. Not just not just not just why he's such a fucking lunatic, but 
why he probably did find that he probably did get healed in many ways. Obviously he was loony, but he it probably was a healing thing for him to be there with the barrels. I mean, I, I nature is fucking healing and shit in many ways. And to go from the crazy hustle and bustle stress and whatever it may be of like Los Angeles and the, whatever life he had previously there, it probably was very good for him, for his soul, but that doesn't make it good for the bears or good for anybody else. And there's no evidence that he did anything other than maybe inspire people to like bears more or, or, or to inspire people <laughs> to like to or not go around bears in the wild. I think the saddest part of this story is, you know, since I, I think we determined he did live in, in LA, right. And oh, yeah. you guys what moved out there early two thousands, right after he died. You're probably so there around the you could have been something. best friends if he hadn't been killed okay. by a bear. Only if Brian had run into him at a bar one time at, at two in the morning, the world could be different. <laughs> Brian could have been eaten by a bear. Alas! And Timothy Trouble so could be hosting a libertarian podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Electric Bearland. Right to bears every week with my good friends Brian and Mark. Meanwhile, we're, we're reviewing a documentary about Brian being eaten by a bear. <laughs> There's another reality where all that is what's happening. <laughs> Welcome to Electric Liberty Land. <laughs> uh, anyway, at the end of the day, I have sympathy for Timothy Trouble. Obviously, I have sympathy for anyone who gets eaten by a bear. But he's a tra- he's a tragic figure. You know, it, it, I'm sure nature and the bears healed him in many ways. But you know, he he created a fantasy for himself where he was one with the bears, and it was very obvious by what by not by the end of the documentary is obvious by the second we met him that it, this was all a fantasy sadly I, I think there's less of a fantasy i don't know we should go back to rico's conspiracy theory about the storyline with with the foxes because they seem like any other animal would play with a, a, like a, if a dog was doing that i wouldn't think that was weird at all so it doesn't seem crazy to me like like they're this they're essentially the same animal just a little a little more wild it doesn't seem crazy to me that they would play with the hat and think that's a fun game and steal the hat like that's how all like canine type creatures like that are instinctually they don't have to be trained that way they are they are puppies and they start grabbing stuff and chasing each other so it doesn't seem crazy to me especially because hat a hat like if they start to like him a hat or some piece of clothing it always it smells they, they're attracted to things that smell like the the person or the other animal or what have you and that's so i don't think he created that but i think you know it was edited brilliantly by Werner Herzog into a coherent story. I'm sure all that footage of the foxes was over years and years and years, but I'm sure, you know, we, this is like a 10 minute segment of the documentary. So I'm sure it was somewhat edited to, you know, be a little more inspiring, but I, I, I thought it was cool. His, his relationship with the, I think he less imagined the relationship with the foxes because they did seem super relaxed around him. They would come up to him like he was petting the foxes. Like that seemed a little more genuine to me. But he completely imagined any relationship with the bears. Well, the the foxes aren't going to eat him. Well, if he died and was already like dead, they could eat him. But they're not going like, to maul him to death. I'm seeing him like reaching out to the foxes. It's just like ah, it's like biting his fingers. Like, oh, you silly! It's like no, he, he would eat you if he was bigger. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying like, to. That's what they're trying to do right now. They're just not big enough. See, I give Timothy Treadwell uh, a. a I'll go to the OD system. A thumbs in the middle for Timothy Treadwell. <laughs> I have sympathy for him, but he's, he, you know, he, he created his own demise at the end of the day. Um, and then Werner Herzog, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant documentarian. I, I, I can't get enough of his voice. And I like that he didn't just, I will say, I, I like that he, I like that he inserts his own opinion very strongly in this. I, I, I kind of hate, I, I prefer documentaries that have an opinion actually, or that do like express an opinion than just pretending to be neutral. Mm-hmm. Cause 
change that pretend to be neutral are pretending. They're always pretending opinion. So I like that he just doesn't fuck around. He's like, this guy is nuts. He created a fantasy, this and that. I think one part I didn't mention is when it's not funny per se, but I did kind of chuckle at it, which might say something about me. But the, you know, when the, that woman, when he's listening to the footage, uh, listening to the tape, you know, they have, they have footage. It's not video. Cause he never took the lens cap off of him getting eaten. And they have the footage, the, the audio of it. So Werner Herzog is a scene where Werner and that chick that had the footage who still never listened to it. She just possesses it. Supposedly she's never listened to it. And he listens to it and he's like, yeah, you, this is why you should not be listening to this like at all. Like she's like, actually you should, this should not be listened to by anyone ever. Just me in this particular scene for this document. <laughs> and he's like, you should never talk about this or thinking about this. Or, or really, no one should ever bring this up to you again, except me right now. Never, or, never sell this it. to anyone. In fact, just destroy this tape right now so no one else can ever profit. While he's talking to her about it. It's just, it's, I found it so funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's very well put together. And, and, and I, I do like that he, he doesn't try to glorify Timothy Treadwell which I think you could easily do in this with the same exact footage and really make him out to be a hero. He doesn't d- destroy him or like try to smear him or anything. He's just, he's fair. I think he's pretty fair in his analysis. So, so he, you know, he, he comes across as a guy you, you have sympathy for and you feel for, but he doesn't portray him as this like hero of the, the bears or something that a lot of other nature documentaries would probably do. He was actually really hard on this guy that got eaten by bears, which takes some balls to do. Cause a lot of people might be like, Oh, Werner Herzog is such an asshole. He's, you know, he's, he's not sympathetic. You're like, nah, I mean, he's being honest. And I, I appreciate that about his approach to this documentary is that he doesn't, he doesn't sugarcoat the, the situation at all. So he also does, he also does like a low key, um, questioning of of guest stories or of a uh, like uh, yeah yeah Timothy Treadwell's friends like the one the one person or the one lady that he would always go to I guess like on his way there you know he would store his gear there at her place and Verna goes and she said that they were not lovers uh, but only friends and exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah he definitely has a way of. of- saying something without saying it and <laughs> just really by changing his tone just by changing my tone slightly when i say this thing yes a plus for Werner Herzog. what was mm-hmm. my last question i agree my favorite part of the podcast no i'm not gonna repeat the answer it's not the bonus segment talking about rico's dinner i enjoy that i think i'm gonna turn this into a niche industry what's rico eating it could be three day uh, th- the fir- the world's first three times a day podcast do you eat three times a day though Ah, uh, yes, I do. We started. Want to know more about how Rico's eating habits? Well, well, oh, you want to? Okay, well, in the morning, in the morning, I uh, have the same thing every morning. I have a uh, kale and uh, melon smoothie with protein. You make your son make that too? No, I, I, I don't eat usually. I don't start eating until about ten forty-five. So I'll have that smoothie. Then I'll have a four egg omelet, uh, just egg and a little mix with almond milk. Then I'll have uh, two scoops so of. Uh, just egg. And no. Uh, on the weekends, I'll, I'll go crazy and I'll have some cheese in that omelet, <laughs> okay. but not during the week. Wow. During the week, it's clean eating and uh, a little Greek yogurt. I used to put a honey on it, but I am uh, stopped yeah, you, doing that for a while. You eat a big breakfast, man. Wow. It's not that, is that big? <laughs> I don't know. It's I, I just have, I have two eggs for breakfast every morning. That's it. Wow. I either don't have breakfast depending on the day or I have like, yeah, you know, like eggs and beans, <coughs> avocado, 
Mm, yeah, about that. Sometimes it's smoothie. Basically, whatever mm-hmm. my wife makes is what I really have. There you go. Includes one things. of those. Yeah. Yeah. To help. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, yeah. I'm not going to get another podcast. That's a bonus, bonus podcast. Right? Stay tuned for What's Rico Eating? Without- <laughs> oh, lunch is a whole other, a whole other show. This is why, this is, okay, this is going to be the, the <laughs> teaser. This is why you got to tune in. The next time I do a bonus podcast with Rico, we're going to talk a little bit more about lunch. Yes. Lunch is off the rails. <laughs> Completely bonkers. Like that breakfast and then lunch is cocaine and whiskey with soy sauce. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's, Two out of the three up. meals have to be healthy. In the middle, it's cocaine. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Um, anything else you want to say? About anything? Do you want to tell us about your breakfast, Odie? Do you have a, do you have a standard breakfast? You said he eats two, two eggs. eggs. I did. Two eggs. Do it every day, or is there a, an Except for the weekends, and the weekends I'll add in some, some maybe some sausage or bacon or some breakfast potatoes. But it's, oh, I, what I like about two eggs in the morning is you don't think you don't think about it. It's just I'm having two eggs. That's it. Just eat them and then drink my coffee and move on. Scrambled over easy. Ninety percent of the time, just over easy. Occasionally, I'll do a scramble. All right, all right. That's enough information for me. All right, tune more than two. satisfied. Every time I do it, one of these Nittany shows. In fact, next time I'm not even going to do what they want us to talk about. I'm just going to talk about what we all eat. That's it. All right. Bring in a chart. How do we end these shows? Oh, yeah. It's been a really long time since a show has been ended in proper Lions of Liberty fashion. Let's see if you guys remember that my only request is for you to live long. long. And live free. And live free. And live free. And live free. And live free.